the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Survive and adapt. Some people think that's a quality. I'm here to tell you it's a curse. It's why wives stay with wife beaters. It's why people tolerate losing and get used to it and start to like it. That's what it's like under the Biden administration. The idea that inflation came in year over year at 7.1%. You do know that's an average, right? I guess you don't. Because I'm watching these talking mannequins, these idiots, these Democrats scum with jobs, the very few select, on TV and in the other media. And they're telling you that year over year, 7.1 is an achievement. Let's go to the big, dumb son of a dog, the asset of the Chinese Communist Party, the asset of oligarchs from Moscow mayors to Ukrainian oligarchs who like to surround themselves with Azovs, tornadoes and other Nazis. You say when you expect prices to get back to normal, Mr. President? I hope by the end of next year, much closer. But I can't make that prediction. I just, I'm convinced they're not going to go up. I wonder if he hoped last year. I wonder if last year, because it was bad last year, he hoped it wouldn't be worse now. See, because when 7.1 comes in, let me give you just some of the commodities, some of the issues that got to that mystical, magical 7.1, which it's not. It's another fraud from your government, the facade of a government versus what it really is, a seditious conspiracy. For instance, food is up 10.6% from a year ago. Food. Now, if we break down, food at home is up 12%. Food away from home is up 8.5%. Energy, up 13.1%. You may say, how in the world did they get to 7.1? Well, because they lied. And do you know where they lied? Used cars. All of a sudden, used cars brings down all of these averages that are ridiculous in nature. For instance, let's go to one here. Just new vehicles, 7.2. Who gives a rip, right? If you can buy a new car, you're rich anyway. Services, less energy. That means all the services that we pay for, up 16.8%. Medical care, up 4.4%. Transportation, up 11.2%. How do you get to this? Energy commodities, all of them, up 12.2. Yet you're celebrating and the market rallies on this kind of scandal that is the Biden administration. Years go by, 100 years from now, when they're reviewing what bankrupted America, what was the dark ages of America. It will be right now. And it's not because of the political whores. We've always had them. It's because the acceptance by the American citizen for this kind of chicanery, for this kind of open and notorious lying. 
And at the same time, they always manage to capitalize on their failure. Who comes up? Who rears their ugly head? The worst among them, the communists. Look, we have uh, we have 85 million Americans who have no health insurance. We have 600,000. How do you get to that number? 85 million. I thought your Obamacare 12 years ago fixed it. Yet what did it do? All it did is corrupt that market and destroy the quality. And what's the answer by the Democrat scourge, the D student, the dimwit, who would elect Fetterman? We'll get to him later. What's the answer? More government, right? Stupid. Thousand people who are homeless. Uh, we have a dysfunctional health care system, dysfunctional child care system where working parents are paying $15,000 a year on average for child care. Uh, we have got to start protecting the needs of working families. The Pentagon is the one major agency of government which has never been independently audited. There is mass. I'll tell you what, that communist son of a dog is right. It should be audited. And so, so should every branch of the government, every entity. But yet, it doesn't stop them from always wanting more. So what we're doing uh, to need to prepare, uh, we are asking Congress, as you all know, for uh, the resources. We've been coordinating with leaders across the Western Hemisphere. As you all know, we've reported on, on meetings that we've had and actions that we have taken. Uh, we've got anti-smuggling operations with Mexico. I mean, it's just so stupid. And the people who occupy these offices of power are even dumber. And what happens to the money? What happens to the money. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years, a White oh House God. official has said. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was speaking ahead of a U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit. Sullivan said the funds would be deployed across a wide range of sectors to tackle the core challenges of our time. We are bringing the resources to the table in significant numbers. And if you compare what the United States is committing over the next three years to what any other country is committing, I think we stack up extremely favorably. What are we doing? Why are we giving them money? Do you know what's going on in Africa? Do you know what's going on in what is arguably the most productive area of Africa? Kill or be killed, that is the attitude of the Nigerian military. And the so-called killers here, according to the Nigerian military, are children who have been signed off as insurgents. No, the military didn't. The Nigerian military is killing children. You're giving 55 million to Africa? Why? See, no one even looks into this. I know we have the, the tramp making her rounds. So to Africa's young leaders, I say... I am an optimist about what lies ahead for Africa and by extension for the world. Because of you, because of your energy, your ambition, and your ability to transform seemingly intractable problems. Seemingly intractable problems. Why? why? Why do they have these problems? They call Nigeria the African giant for a reason. It's home to Africa's biggest population and largest economy, powered by a growing services industry and agricultural exports like cocoa and palm oil. It has Nollywood, Africa's biggest film industry, fashion houses, a booming music business, and a very wealthy elite, including the richest man in Africa, Aliko Dangote. 
Nigeria also has a lot of natural resources, minerals, gold, and oil. Lots of oil. It's got the second largest proven reserves on the African continent and is the 12th largest producer worldwide. And yet, many Nigerians have it hard. World Poverty Clock says 90 million people live not just in poverty, but extreme poverty. That's 48% of the population. Compare that to 24%. Do you know why, Squirrel? Do you know why? They have all this money, all this riches, in not just Nigeria, but all over. Because the governments of the areas steal the money. That's what they do. And guess what our answer is? President Joe Biden is hosting dozens of African leaders in Washington, D.C. He's expected to announce support for the African Union to join the G20. And oh, a permanent member from the continent on the United Nations Security Council. This is more. More economic terrorism. What about Libya? You know the oil in Libya? You know the fighting going on? But in the meantime, should we be concerned? Not just because the governments steal the money from the people, but it appears they're killing children and women. Not conduct investigations to come to this conclusion. The only reason for that label is the children come from the bloodline of the militant group Boko Haram. Many are the result of rapes. Those who could not be eliminated in their mother's wombs are massacred later. Our next report telling you more. See, isn't this better, Squirrel, than a couple of these student tramps tell you about how magnanimous we are for giving Africa money? And you're talking $55 billion. And you know what else I looked into three weeks ago, Squirrel? Found this out just a couple hours ago. In studio and uh, uh, plot where he is. But as Nigeria prepares for its seventh general elections, the United States of America has now allocated the sum of $50 million as support funds for the election. Council General of the U.S. We gave them $50 million for their elections? This is Nigeria. You know Nigeria, the one that's killing the women and children and putting them in mass graves. Boy, it's starting to make sense why we give money to the Azovs and the tornadoes and the Ukrainian Nazis. A Reuters investigation has brought forward some harrowing details of an internal conflict in Nigeria. The federal government and insurgent group Boko Haram have been at odds for the last 13 years. Neither side has hesitated in getting its hands dirty. In fact, the Nigerian military has taken it upon itself to weed out the insurgents. And innocent women and children are bearing the brunt. Yeah, they always do. Just ask the Ukrainian people. The Kukawa waterhole massacre is a huge example. Several eyewitnesses have recounted the bloodbath that occurred in the northeastern town of Nigeria. Huh. Nigerian soldiers stood over a line of children who were lying face down in the dirt. They wailed for their mothers, with several adults also lying down nearby, including women with infants tied to their backs. Their cries were cut short with bullets. At least 10 children and several adults were shot dead at the waterhole that day. We gave them $50 million for their election. We're giving the country $55 billion, and nobody gives a rip 
about all the money that's being stolen. Now, what do you think will happen to the $55 billion? Will it be any different than the $90 billion in Ukraine? I wonder if any of these kids and women are being killed with weapons that we sent to Ukraine. I got 50 says yes. In Ethiopia and 16% in Kenya, and they don't even have oil. Despite Nigeria's vast oil wealth, half its population lives on less than $2 a day. Now, you'd think a resource-rich country like Nigeria could rely on some of that oil wealth. The thing is, the Nigerian government does, but that's part of the problem. Nigeria's government depends on oil for as much as 75% of its revenue. So when global oil prices bottomed out in 2014, Nigeria went into recession, and it's still struggling to get out. But even when oil prices are good, Nigerian experts say not a huge slice of that revenue gets to the people. The focus should be... Of the money that the Nigerian government gets, how much is reinvested into the lives of the people? They're still using some of that oil revenue to pay off debts and the rest to pay salaries to the lawmakers. So things like school... It's like here. Government makes money when oil's high. And that's another part of your CPI. It turns out that oil, from a year ago, is up 65.7%. Don't worry, though. CPI's only 7.1, you idiots. Keep listening to these talking mannequins, these Democrat stooges who don't give a rip about anything other than the tagline from the government supremacists. Every aspect of this government needs to be audited. Why would we give them $55 billion? Why? We mimic their corruption. We don't resent it. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. On every scale of success, the Democrats make you used to failing. That's how you turn once great cities into all-around sewers. And that's how the people who are good at navigating corruption and failure rise to the top of those systems. Randy Weingartner, Chicago's very own. She, this, must be, this is the woman I was talking about. This must be like being married to Randy Weingarten, and your house doesn't smell like feet when you walk in the door. That's like celebrating a CPI of 7.1 year-over-year inflation. Well, Randy's going to kiss a little Biden ass in public. I like it this way. But I want to just say for a second what you and what the president has done... I mean, I can't even remember all the mnemonics of all the things that have been done. It is, I'm a history teacher, it is more than any other president since FDR and maybe more than FDR. So when you look around and you see these idiots, these products of CPS, who not only cannot say the word ask, but are living like absolute and total savages, murdering not just each other, but innocent people, robbing from source. It's because of teachers like this, a history teacher who would even say in the same breath, and by the way, I disagree with FDR on 80% of his, of his presidency, which went on for a ridiculous amount of time. She's telling you that this dimwit in diapers in two years has done more than FDR, who was the president during World War II, you fracking moron, you absolute idiot, and you're a history teacher, and I believe you're also the president of the teachers' union. Boy, that explains it, huh? Teachers, morons, all but the 10% of you that are not communist frauds, this is the pickle we're in. But it's more important for you to have the proper information. 
$55 billion to Africa. The president will close the business forum on Wednesday with public remarks. Later in the day, he will host a small group of leaders at the White House for a discussion on upcoming presidential elections in 2020. You gave $50 million for Nigerian elections. As we speak, Nigeria is killing its women and children. And when the job was done, they were pushed into a pre-dug grave. You know, boy, I remember when FDR was president and you would shove people into pre-dug graves. That was called World War II. And we didn't fund the Nazis then. My, oh my, how things have changed. Daniel, Salem, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean, we have to take this. This is part of the new Green Deal by Joe Biden. They're force-feeding us this stuff. And we have to swallow this crap. And I'll tell you another thing, Daniel. That's why they are helping American oil companies cut the deals to enrich the government in Nigeria and rob from the people and then bring back the oil here. I, I left off my favorite part of this story. Hospital infrastructure, much needed infrastructure does not get built. Okay, so where does that revenue go? Let's follow the money and the oil. Nigerian crude is found right here under the waterways of the Niger Delta. A few Nigerian companies operate there, but the ones doing most of the exploring and extracting are international companies. Shell is one of the big ones. It provides 40% of Nigeria's oil production. It's a lot but because cool. Nigeria doesn't have the infrastructure to refine its own crude oil, these foreign companies sell it abroad. And in the end, Nigeria has to import billions of dollars worth of refined oil back in. Huh. That seems like only a problem a Democrat would have. Dan, Chicago. Hey, Sean. Hey, first time caller. Uh, they love the show. And uh, oh, just want to say you make me feel... Uh, feel sane when I'm running around the people in this uh, neighborhood that are crazy. And serpentine but, uh, when you're going to your car. It's dangerous <laughs> out there, kid. Hey, I moved to, to the city. I lived out in the burbs for years and years, but I moved to the city to get closer to my work. So uh, anyway, uh, I was uh, working to uh, uh, working on my own uh, response to the Safety Act and was going to go concealed carry. So uh, I went to a uh, national store a few weeks ago and uh, – Took my new uh, my my renewed Floyd card there, and I had something all picked out. And uh, they said, "Oh, sir, there's a, there's a problem here." And they said, "Oh, your uh, your Floyd number is wrong." And sure enough, I got got home and uh, went online, and the Floyd number that is online is different from my my uh, the number on my card. So again, it, you know, just kind of more incompetence or corruption in this state. Well, you're lucky you weren't red flagged for listening to my show. You'd be in a mental institution. You'd be a felon. You wouldn't get the vote or carry a gun. That's where it's going, Dan. And that's the sad part. I probably am, yeah. Here's the good news. I don't know what company you work for, and I don't want you to say it. But if you see what happened to, uh, what's it, Stellantis and Chrysler yesterday, they fired 1,300 people. They're getting the hell out of the state. You've lost, what, seven of the major companies in Illinois. So the good news is, Dan, you may be living down here with me because all good companies run to Florida. And down here, you just walk in the store. You give me your driver's license. You could buy whatever you want. It's like America, only sunnier. I'm trying. I'm trying. I've got, I've got a, a couple more years to go here before. You know, I'm kind of stuck here and then. Then I'm working on it. So, All right, but anyway, brother. just uh, thanks for uh, calling. And thanks for listening. By the way, they told me that the uh, that the people at the store said this happens all the time. So, just. Uh your listeners yeah. should look at their cards and make sure they're valid. You know who that never happens to? 
a gangster Democrat. disciple or a Sinaloa yeah. cartel member. They have no problem no, getting guns. They don't need a card. Yeah, exactly. They don't need a card. Thank you, Dan. Only the law abiding do. I went long. I'll be back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show at AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. That's right, Squirrel. You're going to live under this kind of tyranny. The best you can hope for are ridiculous failures. Do it with a suntan. Not that sore. Matt Dubiel. Sean, uh, the Uniparty is alive and well. You know, I know you know this, but as the RNC is looking for a new chairperson, as Wisconsin just got a new chairman of their GOP, the Illinois GOP is stuck in the Anybody who's out there that thought there was a chance of a change and a chance and a shift in the Uniparty in Illinois, all the people in the precincts that listen to your show, they need to know that their 17 members of the Central Committee are content with the leadership they have, and nothing is going to change. And I thought you and the people should know. I like that. I, I, well, here's the thing. I'm not, I, I wouldn't, a very good friend of mine, who if I said his name, you would know, and you, you would ask me, he said he was asked to be involved with the Illinois GOP and uh, what I thought. And I said, I think if Run. you hate your money, You'll give it to the Uh, Illinois Republicans. The writing is on the wall. That scumbag Richard Irvin has $36 or something left of what he took from Ken Griffin, the frontrunner. And he's going to position himself and his cohorts and his band of gypsies to pretend they're a new addition to the Illinois Republicans. And these are the real liars. These are the real frauds. These are the real scumbags. These are the guys that are going to run under Tea Party and all that rest of it the whole time making Bruce Rauner look like uh, uh, George Washington in compared to the kind of scum they are. Anything affiliated with Richard Irvin, with Rod Blagojevich, with Ken Griffin's money, run from, kid. Run from it. Well, and here's the thing. All the local GOPs that have been working and slaving so hard to become poll watchers and get involved, they voted for these committeemen to represent them for the whole state. And what they need to know is they're being misrepresented, and it's all for not like you're explaining. If you got two years to waste, stay. If you got an IQ over 60 and you don't want to live under a, a, a corrupt, an open corrupt system, you got one option as far as I can see. Now, there are people that are trapped, and I get it. I have them related to them. I love them, and I totally understand it. And for you, I'm sorry, but hold that contempt for everybody that supported the mafia. That's all you can do. And the mafia is a, is a bipartisan mafia. Just ask some of those fat-headed Irishmen. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Matt. All right. Tim on the south side. Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, uh, I love this time on a show a couple times. Hey, I just want to let you know about that FDX punk. He was supposed to testify today against in, in Congress, and they, he's been fighting extradition down there in the Bahamas. I guarantee you they told him, the cabal told him, sit still, we'll take care of you. There's too many big names involved here. He'll, he'll be, be lucky if he doesn't Christmas. get abstained. Is he still alive? He'll be dead, right. He'll be he'll, dead by Christmas. He'll be There's lucky. too many big names. Oh. How about Seth Rich? Right. You remember Seth Rich? Yeah, right. You're Julian Assange. Yeah. Julian Assange is locked up because of what he knows, not because he broke right. the crime. Yeah. Believe me. Yeah, you're right. How many people, I was listening, how many people uh, uh, have disappeared and committed suicide uh, that was once attached to the Clinton found, Foundation yeah, and family? Two guns to the head and your hands stay behind your back. Sounds like suicide to me. 
Well, ironically, you just described, I can't think of his damn name, three weeks ago, that's exactly what happened in Arkansas. The guy was found with a cord around his neck, a shotgun blast to the chest. They said suicide. Ah, eh, why not? Thank yeah, you very right, much. Yeah. Three. All right, buddy. Thanks for the call. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, brother. What I wanted to ask you, uh, this BFC, uh, are they investing money in pipelines in other countries? I seem to have heard something about that. They're investing in all aspects of, of uh, energy transport in other countries. So yeah, I understand it, but in pipelines, are they investing? Uh, I heard uh, something that they had. They were questioning one of the uh, one of the uh, senators or something was questioning somebody in the in the, uh, maybe in the private sector and asking them if they're uh, developing pipelines. They were talking well, about. Oh, you know, it's interesting. I wonder if the pipelines blow up. Will they blame them of blowing it up like they did Russia? Yeah, I don't know. Stream one and two. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what I heard. That's what I've been well, hearing. We'll look into it. I wonder we'll if you heard anything. I, I, first of all, okay. I used to think yeah. years ago, I used to think uh-huh. that America was the only country that had private energy sector. The more and more right. you look into the into the fraud that is our foreign policy, the more you realize right. we, these are quasi-government companies. And that is why they like when oil is high, just like these crooked bastards in Nigeria, just like those inbred Saudi roaches. They like high oil. They don't like when oil is low, because that means it's good for everybody. They like it right. nice and high. They're oligarchs. And they run a tight ship. So this idea that we're going to promote some sort of an energy policy where the private companies thrive, the government and the oligarchs in that sector don't want the competition. Believe me, right. they're going to have it just the way they want it. And you and I will never see oil under $70, $65, $60. It'll never be like the Trump years. And it'll never be like Bush. I remember when Bush was in office, they cried when it went to $23 a barrel. Now we've got 75,000 times the find, and we're paying $75, $80 a barrel. That's how you get used to inflation, brother. Thank you, Rich, for listening. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, you know they're doing uh, victory laps over the 7.1 inflation rate today, but what they failed to mention was uh, food costs up 10.5%. And shelter or rent on apartments is almost twelve. One of my employees, his rent just went up four hundred bucks a month. Don, I don't know if you heard the opening. I have the I have from BLS.gov. Uh, I think it's like a twenty. It's either an eighteen or twenty commodity breakdown average. There isn't one that is acceptable, except when you go to used car prices. They claim it's a negative 3.3. But I don't give a rip about that. All of the other things, no. the essentials you need for life, energy commodities in general are up 12.2%. Fuel, yeah. Oil alone is up 65.7%. Energy services up 14.2%. Electricity up 13.7%. I mean, come on. This is what it's like when they achieve. That's how you get used to losing. That's how Democrats stay in power. Now they'll offset it. We got a little welfare handout coming out for December. Ooh, you're going to love it. Why not a little welfare? Americans can claim between $300 and $3,600 this Christmas. And There you go. And every month since this Irish gypsy with his diaper on has, been, has usurped the office, every month the welfare roaches get an extra kick every month to offset the cost that you and I pay for. That's what it's like in a Democrat mafia hellhole. Or Nigeria. 312-642-5600.
was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. I gotta tell you, Squirrel, I'm still blown away by this. Do you know what $100 can get you in Nigeria? $100. That is the monthly wage of a Nigerian, an average Nigerian. It is the yearly rent for a single room in Lagos with shared facilities. It's the average smartphone, one and a half bag of rice. But to put it in perspective, what it can buy you, 456 bottles of Coke, six ceiling fans, 10 whole pizzas, 12 buckets of chicken, 24 movie tickets, 12 kilos of chicken. This is as of April 6th. Why would we give them 50 million for their elections? In studio and uh, uh, plot where he is. But as Nigeria prepares for its seventh general elections, the United States of America has now allocated the sum of $50 million as support funds for the election. Consul General of the U.S., Will Stevens, spoke at the opening ceremony of a three day workshop for journalists uh, which helped. Well, you know what they elect during their elections? Their oil minister. They elected. it. That's why they gave him $50 million. You're not fooling anybody, Democrat scum. It's run just like Chicago or New York. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Dr. Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, kid. Yeah, well, you've got a lot of patients out here. We uh, taking, uh, we tune in for our ther- daily therapy, so you're oh, doing yeah, a good thanks. job there, Doc. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, um... So DeSantis is going to try to take and go up against uh, this cabal, which is basically the uh, big pharma companies and um, the uh, gu- this uh, so-called uh, I was regime. Talk the- about this, you're brewing. Come on, I'm from Florida. Do you think I don't know? In Florida, you but, know, it is against. But I got a question. Mislead and to misrepresent, particularly when you're talking about the efficacy of a drug. Uh, we see just the other, uh, just recently, Florida got 3.2 billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis, and so. It's not like this is something that's unprecedented. So today, uh, I'm announcing uh, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. And we have... That's not good news. John. Yeah. Hey, John, here's the big question, though. See, they took and they made that uh, phony excuse, this emergency use authorization, so these guys are all off the hook. You can't sue them. You can't go near them. There hasn't been no emergency for, for years now. That was just an all lie that they, they had for like the two-week. The-, the mafia ran Good. protection for their, for their bosses. In Florida, they didn't. So I don't give a rip what happens in that ghetto of Illinois. What's going to happen here is that Big Pharma is going to be brought on trial, and so will every cohort. So will Fauci. And this is everything I have Larry Klayman on here for. This is where you beat them. There are rules. There are laws. We can still revert back to them. Now, in the areas where the political whores and the mafia control those laws, you're going to lose. But that's what you get when you elect Democrats. Thank you very much for the call. In the meantime, anticipate that we will get the approval for that. Uh, that will be something that will be impaneled, most likely in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and that will come with legal processes that will be able uh, to get more information and to bring legal accountability for those who committed misconduct. I love good news. Love good news. I just love good news. Yes, you do. 
And you like it when someone picks up the check. Yes, you do. In the meantime, I like it when politicians represent the people instead of the corrupt oligarchs that bribe them. They're rare. They're few. They're far between. But they are there. In the meantime, did you know that we gave Nigeria for their elections in the midst of them committing war crimes, crimes against humanity? Why would America give them $50 million for an election? The United States mission to Nigeria has restated its commitment to ensuring a credible and peaceful election in Nigeria in 2023. You can't have a credible election in America in 2023. You want me to believe that the Americans voted for this dementia patient in diapers? This wasn't about an election. It was the reason that a Moscow mayor gave a crack-smoking son $3.5 million. It's a bribe! Dave and Niles. Sean, great program as always. You know, when you're, there's a general overall legal concept that when you're given certain immunities, if you, under the umbrella of immunity, with that protection, commit fraud or, or criminal activities, you void out the immunity. And I think they're going to be able to show that here. I love that. You know, Dave, I had such respect for people who understood what the law, the principle of it is. It's the, it's the shield of the honest man of the virtuous party in the, in the dispute. Yet, I have yet to see it be used like that over the course of the last, I don't know how many years. And when you specifically go to these Democrat hubs, it's always used as a spear and the weapon of the mafia, of the government, of the tyrant. So it's about time to see in Florida him uh desantis start to bring these these people on trial because you know how that it's the one guy with courage now you'll see the the 22 states that were resisting the biden administration they will follow suit and that's how you start and 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 have people pay for the crime that is covid19 and the reaction thereof that's the path you got it right dave thank you so much and you reminded me of a clip i have huh let's get the where is she where is she Kim, thank you. Uh, does President Biden support or oppose legislation legislation that is stalled in Congress to create a 9-11 style commission to investigate the U.S. response to the COVID pandemic? What is the White House position on, on this? So I think this has been asked before, I think during uh, Jen's tenure. I don't have anything uh, more to add or more to uh, look into on this. I would have to go back to the team and see if our position has changed. The last thing they want is Americans looking into it because they will find where the trail really begins in washington dc the facade of a government the home of a mafia 312-642-5600 this is the sean thompson show on am 560 the answer from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. What will save this country if it is to be saved? will be patriots in the bureaucracy. Patriots who refuse to be blindfolded with the flag by political whores, by war profiteers, by government gangsters, and government supremacists. My next guest 
led his first CIA team into Iraq nine months before the 2003 invasion. He served abroad and in the Middle East, South Asia, and Europe. He served as the head of the CIA's counterterrorism division. He also has been on CNN, Fox News, Newsmax, among others. He's the author of a book, Beyond Repair, The Decline and Fall of the CIA. His name is Sam Faddis. He is a retired CIA operations officer. Sam, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You know, Sam, my um, my life was changed as I was growing up. I was born in the late 60s, and I had a relative that uh, was a victim in in Vietnam, a victim of propaganda and all of the profiteering that went on in that war. And I remember years later, a guy by the name of Frank Snepp, he was an ex-CIA guy, he was on TV, and he told about the misinformation, the lies that he was told to tell by his government. And it was right around then, I was a young kid, started to develop my suspicion of my own government. And as I look into it, I understand the sales pitch, even toyed with the idea myself of being involved. However, I always came back to propaganda to lies, to the fraud of foreign policy. And I could never figure out why politicians in this country were given money by enemies foreign and domestic. And when Joe Biden reared his ugly head, it was obvious he was not only an asset of enemies domestic, he was always bragged about in the union payoff book, but it looked like he was bribed through foreign enemies, through China, through oligarchs in Ukraine, oligarchs in Russia. And yet here he sits, and I don't refer to him as a president. To me, he's an asset. Am I off? No, I think you have grasped the heart of the matter, right? This whole thing with Joe and Hunter and the laptop and all this stuff uh, is not ultimately about cocaine, hookers, any of that. I'm not dismissing the fact that there there are crimes there as well. The heart of this matter is foreign money, buying a guy who's sitting in the Oval Office. And really, if you want to neck it down, it comes down to the Chinese Communist Party, who has contributed much more money to that cause than anybody else. And, uh, you know, I was in the business of espionage for a long time. I know it when I see it. This is, this is not about maybe uh, blackmailing the guy someday. This is not about hoping he will think of things the way they do in Beijing. This is about buying yourself an asset, exactly the term you used. And Sam, when you see the, um, the information that was not meant to be seen, but uh, uh, luckily it was, um, and you realize that a mayor in Moscow... See, I think American people think there is a difference between the oligarchs that run Ukraine and the oligarchs that run Russia. When what I see is an interfamily squabble between foreign or uh, uh, old Soviet uh, nations and old Soviet cohorts. But when you see the Moscow mayor give Hunter Biden three and a half million dollars, what could it possibly be for? And then you see a trade happen like you just saw. And to me, that's the answer. There's your three and a half million dollars. When you see ninety one billion go to Ukraine, which has always been, since the fall of the Soviet Union, steeped in, in, in corruption. And you see that so much of the money is disappearing, the weapons are disappearing. You kind of know why they put his son on a, on, a, on a board of a pretend oil company, don't you? Yeah, look, Rudy Giuliani summed this up very succinctly a long time ago. Hunter Biden is a bag man for a family enterprise. Hunter has no skills. 
no history of accomplishment in any realm, got himself thrown out of the U.S. Navy as an officer for using coke. Nobody gives Hunter a red cent for anything Hunter delivers. He is an intermediary. And let me put it, also say this, I've spent a lot of time in a lot of, a lot of places with a lot of hard people. You know, Chinese Communist Party, Russian oligarchs, whoever you want to name. Many things, brutal, all of that. Not foolish, not stupid, no. and they don't throw good money after bad. If they hand you millions, and then more millions, and then more millions, something is coming back to them in exchange. This is like you're dealing with the mob. So Hunter has nothing other than being the conduit to dad to offer to any of these people. At some point, this is common sense. Yes, and that's the to the point we're at. And then there's the other issue. We are also culpable in this crime because we have allowed political whores to write the rules and write the laws that ha- has navigated a way for legal bribery. This is something that we pretend is normal because we've been conditioned to do so. Yet in my America, the only restraints in it are to be on government. Have you seen any blowback and any disincentive to not try and bribe an American politician? No. And look, just to keep the focus on the Chinese, and I'm not suggesting they're the only ones doing this, they run rampant throughout our government at the federal and state levels. We have all sorts of counterintelligence services, the FBI chief amongst them, whose job it is theoretically to be rooting this stuff out. Now, how many American politicians are being arrested, indicted? I mean, the the stuff we're talking about with Joe Biden alone, this guy could not get a job on the loading dock at CIA with the foreign contacts he has. Yet he is sitting in the Oval Office, and there is no ongoing investigation of this. We are, if this is information means what I think it means, what I believe it means, we have a foreign asset sitting in the Oval Office, the greatest internal threat to the Republic in its history. Tell me any federal agency lifting a finger to investigate this. They're acting like they cannot see it, like it doesn't exist. Which leads you to believe that we are completely infiltrated at a certain point, Sam. And, you know, when you look at um, Swalwell sleeping with the Matahari for years, when you look at Diane Feinstein, her husband, CB, he's the B in CB Richard Ellis, the money, you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars that has been paid to uh, our, our senators, our congressmen. And at a certain point, they have to deliver. And as you reflect on what you saw throughout your tenure, they don't really give a rip about the average American. They're just cannon fodder, the soldiers. And when you think back to Joe Biden being traced back to when you were in Iraq, his brother got the $1.5 billion contract to build housing. What does a Biden house in Iraq look like? We don't even know. We don't even check on it. All we need is that that threat, and we run to the cult of safety, and we turn a blind eye. We still don't know how much money was stolen from that atrocity, do we? No, and and I think you put your finger on something important here, which is the ultimate betrayal, right? I mean, I was in Iraq. My son was in Afghanistan. All over the country, all the people that have served, 
come back missing arms and legs, come back in caskets, uh, defending their country, doing what they thought was right. And and these guys are busy at the top levels. Our, our folks are busy selling themselves to our most mortal enemies. I mean, it's they don't care about uh, the kids. This is something disgusting. Not enough. No, but yet no, there's never a don't. provision put in. And I have to believe there are guys like you in the CIA. I don't think they're the majority by by a long shot. But I have to believe that. Ultimately, there are people that are in these institutions that want to see a change. What is the smartest way to go about that happening? Or have we just created a leviathan that simply feeds on the corruption and there's no stopping it? It's run away now. Well, look, I mean, I have gone for many years saying, listen, we're betrayed at the top, but I continue to believe in the rank and file. But I will add this caveat, I guess. We have now reached the point, let's just talk about the FBI with things that the Bureau's doing. We have now reached the point where the average special agent needs to remember who he swore an oath to. It wasn't Joe Biden. It was the Constitution, the American people. And when they trot you out to take your SWAT team to go arrest some 75-year-old guy for some, even if it's true, white-collar crime, and you're going to bring in a you know, a, a battalion of guys in armored vehicles. At some point, somebody needs to stand up and say, that's an interesting idea. I will not do that. And my guys will not do that. And if you want my badge, you take my badge. But I will not become your secret police. That's not who I work for. I work for the American people. That's what I'm hoping for, because um, I have not lied to myself enough to think there is such a thing as government. There are just people I noticed this in my own little area. They're just people. We pretend that they're virtuous because of a job title. We allow the, the, the most pathological liars in our society to put honorable in front of their name once they win an election by lying to everybody. Something has to, uh, has to change from the people who occupy these very important bureaucracies. Because I don't think that John Brennan could have gotten a job anywhere once they found out he was affiliated with communism. And here he became the head of the CIA. When you think about James Comey, also affiliated with communists, before it was popular, back in the 70s, yet he becomes the head of the FBI. Why is it that the good, honest worker is just kept down? Is it because it's run like Cicero, Illinois, or any other mobbed-up neighborhood in a sewer of Democrat corruption? Is that what our government has become? Well, unfortunately, we have lost all accountability, right? And the, the sad reality is, you know, we could be talking right now about Democratic office holders, but there, there is no real opposition to them, right? Name, name the no. U.S. senators who are raising holy hell about Joe Biden. N- name a single one of them that is saying uh, maybe the guy in the Oval Office taking millions and millions and millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party is a national security threat. Is there anybody with with the moral fiber to do that? And the answer, the answer is no. I mean, of course, as, as you well know, so many of the folks that you the- theoretically are in the opposition party are themselves awash in Chinese money and money from abroad. You know, Mitch McConnell, right? Oh. They, 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 they don't want to throw a stone in that glass house. They live in it. Sam, do you mean his wife is not with him because of his strong jawline or his masculine so- shoulders? 
It's so ridiculous. She's a Chinese shipping heiress. I mean, this is <laughs> this is preposterous, Sam. And uh, ultimately, you have to get back to the point. Is this time for the honest man in America, the guy who said the Pledge of Allegiance as a kid and always thought that this was the land of the free and the home of the brave, to start to maybe fear his government? Yeah, well, and it, and it is time for the honest man and woman to stand up and demand, and not just demand, but make change. The next guy they foist on you and say, you have to vote for him because he has an R after his name, and somehow that makes him better. Tell him, no, we don't do that anymore. We're going to find some real people to send to Washington and to our state capitals, and we're going to make the change. We're taking our government back. Sam, I cannot thank you enough for having the fortitude to write this book. Where can the people go to purchase the book? And uh, I am so looking forward to going through it. The name of the book is Beyond Repair, The Decline and Fall of the CIA. Well, look, you can find Beyond Repair at, at Amazon. Also, you can find all of my writing and contact information at and magazine, andmagazine.substack.com. I'm on Substack now. Sam Faddis, I really look forward to shaking your hand one day, and thank you for having the courage to do this, to maybe change the trajectory of a gangster government. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. That is refreshing. And what I mean by that... There are people in these bureaucracies that resent and resist the gangster government. We have to hope that they can somehow find the courage to do what Sam Faddis did, write a book, help the people, because obviously there are still dumb enough people out there to believe Joe Biden is anything other than an asset of China. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot, uh, foot, excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping. That right there. Well, what are you doing in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping? Maybe we should start to connect the dots and the money. Maybe we should start to figure out it might not be a good idea to let former communists become leaders of these organizations. The truth, the full truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. John Brennan was on Capitol Hill Thursday seeking the Senate Intelligence Committee's approval as the next director of the CIA. And that got us wondering. How a kid from North Bergen, New Jersey, who rode the D-train five days a week to Fordham, found his way to a briefing chair in the Oval Office in the White House Situation Room. Brennan, the son of Irish immigrants, attended Fordham University in the 1970s, just 11 miles from his childhood home. But after freshman year, his horizons began to grow. I spent a summer traveling through Indonesia, taking in the wonderful landscape, culture, and people of Java and Bali. Right there, don't you think? So you want to be the head of the CIA. What'd you do there? Despite my long hair and my earring and my obvious American appearance, I was welcomed throughout that country in a way that is reflect, a reflection of the tremendous warmth 
of Islamic cultures and societies. By junior year, Brennan was studying Islam and learning Arabic in Cairo. Now don't tell the folks why. <laughs> we don't speak Arabic what I said, okay? <laughs> After college, he began an illustrious career at the CIA. According to former CIA director George Tennant, Brennan once scared off a top Iranian spy by openly confronting him on the streets of Saudi Arabia. Voted Over 25 years, Brennan worked his way up the intelligence ladder. He served as CIA analyst, a station chief, national security advisor to Bill Clinton, and chief of staff to George Tennant during the Bush administration. And nobody cares? That he was affiliated with the American Communist Party also? Huh. Mitchell, this explains. You know, Sean, my favorite CIA um, operative or person that was involved uh, in the coup d'etat in uh, Guatemala, and obviously he put together uh, the blueprint for the Bay of Pigs was E. Howard Hunt. And yeah. on his deathbed convention, he actually says there was a big event that the CIA, Cord Meyer, who was having an affair, JFK, was having an affair with his wife, and about all the people that when JFK fired from Alan Dulles and a guy named Richard Bissell, these were all CIA a guy named Charles Cabal, they were all CIA. And do you know that Charles Cabal's brother, Earl Cabal, was the mayor of Dallas when JFK got assassinated? So when E. Howard Hunt, on his deathbed confession to his son, they would videotape, okay, and there was a book about it. He, he spells out who's in it. They talk about the big event. Where basically there were thirteen shoot, there were six shooters, thirteen shots, and the fact of the matter is, is that you know the guys that did the Bay of Pigs, Nixon, when he gets basically going that's what through, Watergate uh, was about. Watergate yeah, wasn't about yeah. the Democrat Party. It was he wanted right. to know if if they knew he was at the ranch. That's right. Yeah, and that was his. That was when he was talking to um, the CIA okay, director, Mitchell? Richard. Yes. He, when he was talking to the CIA director, he said to Helms, Richard Helms, we don't want this to become about the Bay of Pigs. We don't want to open up that scab. Because they knew, and how, he knew. And, and look at how many people died because of what they orchestrated. Look at how many people died. Now, here, I'm going to ask you, and I went long with you, but here, I want to ask you this. So it's the year 2022. They said they're going to release more information about the Kennedy assassination. Do you think they're really going to release it, or do you think it'll be like the Seth Rich laptop, and they'll push it off for another 66 years? What do you think? Yeah, never, you're never going to see it. National security, you're never going to see it. And Seth Rich was assassinated. Oh, and the FBI is holding reports. Come on. It's a whole a, other can of work. Forget who you're talking to. I know all this. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What do you think, Squirrel? Coincidence? I think not. Computers went down briefly, but that's all right. We're up. Whatever happened to Seth Rich? Any of you remember Seth Rich? Uh, he was the DNC worker who mysteriously died. They said it was a botched robbery. But a lot of people sus- suspect that he was the leaker with the uh, Democrat files to WikiLeaks. And of course, he died under what, what was said to be a botched robbery from robbers who stole nothing from him. The story of his death has been pretty well suppressed. It's interesting now the FBI actually has documents on his death. Uh, That's good news. You know, originally they said they had nothing, even though they had his laptop, they had his phone. They said he had they had nothing. 
Well, they do have it. There's some bad news, though. We've gotten documents from his laptop, and they want 66 years to release these publicly, even though the court... I'm sorry. Did they say 66 years? Wow. Maybe that's how long it's going to take for the Duchess of Chaffington to take a dirt nap. The court has ordered them to release them. And also, folks, Hillary Clinton has a message to America, which is the right wing is planning to steal the elections. I thought it was cut down on butter or how to fix a rash on your inner thighs that just won't go away. Teresa Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. (laughs) You're funny. Um... (laughs) Anyway, it's, listening it's to the your one interview. Time everybody in the country, I, you know what? Everyone in the world knew exactly why Bill Clinton was molesting interns. Go ahead. <laughs> of course, of course they did. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, listening over to your interview. Over on a pillow. I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> you never stop. Okay. Now. Listening to your interview with Sam, you know, I thought of my dad and my uncle who served. My dad was in the Army, and my uncle was in the Navy, and they're both gone now. But I would love to ask them if they would serve now. I would love to ask them that question. Of course. I really don't know what they would say to me. I didn't want to insult Sam because he said his son served in Afghanistan. I don't know if you heard him. So he serves as a CIA He knows about the weapons of mass deception. He knows about the scandals. He knows about the war profiteering. He knows about the thievery. And his son goes to Afghanistan and thankfully survives, as so many thousands did not. Trillions are wasted. And nobody can tell him why. I didn't have to ask him if his grandson will serve. Because if his grandfather has something to say about it, something tells me no. And, you know, this happened in my family. And uncles came and they said, listen... Why would you go serve these gypsies? Why would you go serve yeah. people who lied? You got cousin that already died in Vietnam and for nothing. And for nothing. For the connected few to steal millions and millions of dollars. That's what that was. 58,000 guys. And Vietnam today calls itself Democrat Socialists, just like Bernie Sanders and the Democrat Party. Thank you, Teresa. The answer is no. They wouldn't. Jim Campton Hills. Hey, Sean, Bernie Madoff has nothing on Sam Ripoff, right? I just Sam want, I, Ripoff, Bernie Madoff is five, they say five billion, and they're fudging that. It's really not that yes. much. This yes. kid is ten times that. Oh, yeah, and maybe deeper than that, right? But I want to know what your odds are for him to survive if he does get incarcerated. Is he going to be another uh, Epstein? He's going to hang himself much? with Maxwell's belt. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. And Very I'm working good. on a guest. I'm working on a guest. If you take a look into Epstein and you take a look into the money, and everyone gives you a kind of a, oh, he, he, he got the money of a guy who did a Ponzi scheme. That's not true. He got That's his right. money with the help of Wall Street, with the help of Wall Street Connected. And you look at how deep Epstein goes into the money, into the Clinton Foundation. He was the one who helped set that up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We he, had our own pack. Yep. he had to die. Yep. He had to You're die. Up. Too much information. Right. Hey. Merry you, Christmas, Sean. Merry Christmas. Ken, Michigan City, Indiana. How are you, Sean? It's good to talk to you. I've talked to you, one, I've talked to you one time before, probably about a year and a half ago. 
It's been Great. my pleasure. Oh. I listen to you every day, it and I'll tell you what. Ken. I'll tell you what, Sean. Between you, uh, uh, God darn, uh, the war room. I, I listen to. Yeah. God, I'm, I'm having all right. You know how many girls couldn't remember their husband's name after me? Don't worry about it. It happens. It's yeah, yeah, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, so anyhow, <laughs> there's, there's a local radio station in the next town over from us. And they they have what they call uh, oh my god it's 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 a viewpoint show for an hour they they want your view on whatever topic they're talking about right. and last week they were talking about what we what did we think about the Brittany Griner thing and I'll tell you what the first the first four people were disgusted with this and then they come to me and I'll tell you what I lit a fire under them I'm, I'm telling you right now. Uh, I mean, I was so disgusted. Did you tell him that's, that's why the Moscow mayor gave the crack smoker $3.5 million? Why else yeah. would he get a bribe from a Moscow oligarch who was tight with both Putin and Boot? Why else? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, and I, and I was thinking the whole time, when the hell is the American people going to wake up and see what's going on? And Ken, I'm going to make you feel they, good. I yeah. think they are. And I'm going to tell you another thing. I think... He didn't get half of the votes they said. I think no, a big he, part this, of this, this country is outraged. And I think it'll, it'll eventually be good. It won't be good for a while. But it'll, you see yeah. what's happening in Florida, Ken? I cannot tell you how excited these people are to see Ron DeSantis take on the, the lie that is COVID and the, and the, the mafia that is oh, I, yeah, This I is big Ron. news, babe. Big news. Yeah, Absolutely. Be optimistic. I am. But one last thing before we go, Sean. All right. Two days later, I was watching Newsmax. And they literally showed the Russian people laughing, literally laughing at us and and saying what fools we are to let, you know, that they would trade a nobody for that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, my God, they couldn't wait to get Griner out of their country. Get her out and give me back uh, a Vladimir or a Victor Boot because I got a party yeah. I want to go to. And all I'm wondering is I hope there's video from the rootin' tootin' party when Victor got home. Ken, thank you very much for calling. Thank you more for listening. Thank you. I so appreciate Thank you, Sean. And may, may you have a Merry Christmas and God bless. You and your family as well. God bless. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Squirrel, give me a little Russian. You got a little Russian disco music from uh, Victor Boot's party, if you don't mind? Rarely does the U.S. government want anyone more than it wanted this man. His name is Victor Boot, and he's known as the Merchant of Death. U.S. government officials say Boot became the world's most notorious arms dealer by fueling civil wars around the world. Courted by drug lords. And we'll give him right back to you so he could have fun at the rootin' tootin' party. In the meantime, could you take back the dope-smoking seven-foot moron? All right. Get her out of the country. She was ruining the continuity of the good-looking people anyway. I'll be back with your phone calls after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, there's a party in Moscow, baby. Love it. MV Delights, Floor Coverings International, Freedom Square, the Wexler Group. Just call Richard. 
Marshall, Pierce, and Company Fine Jewelry and Luxury Watches. Squirrel, do you have a timepiece on your hand, or do you have a watch? Uh, we got to get you a watch. Elm Lawn Cemetery. JohnCassNews.com. You know, John Cass, I sent him a text. He didn't answer me. I'll tell you, he's not the same since he stopped eating whatever he wanted. Uh, Kevin Oaklawn. Hey, uh, how are you? Good, Kevin. John, what's going on? How much, kid? Hey, I was thinking the reason they left out was so Hunter could hook up with them and sell all the arms that they left in Afghanistan. <laughs> or, or yeah, that would be He's already got those. Uh, I'm more interested in the 70% of the equipment that's missing from Ukraine, along with the $20 billion. That's where I'm thinking. Well, but I'll tell you another well, thing. I'm sure I'll get a piece of that, too. How about what's going on with uh, the amount of troops we have from the National Guard in the Horn of Africa, which is Somalia, Yemen, and the fight. We have no idea. All of a sudden, we give $55 billion to Africa? $55 billion. It's outrageous. And we're up against the debt ceiling. Thank you, Kevin. So that makes you think a little bit, doesn't it? ...and dictators. The U.S. saw him as a threat because of his ability to arm terrorists targeting the United States. Huh. Boy, you know what would shore up support for this short-in-the-pants Irish gypsy who may have defecated himself. A good old-fashioned terrorist attack. It would make a lot of sense. Given orders. We were given the order. We went from house to house and gathered the children, and we brought them. We were told to separate them in two groups, so we separated them by the borehole. That's where the killing started. We fin- so we're giving money to nations that are willing to kill their own citizens, kind of like the Ukrainian government was doing for eight years. Now we give them more money. Well, that doesn't disincentivize stop killing your people. Huh. But will the president return that donation? Does he call on all politicians who got uh, campaign donations that may have come from customer money uh, to return those funds? So look- now this is about FTX. I wonder how many, I wonder how much of our money that we give to these foreign hellholes turns back to the coffers of the Democrat Party. You're not really fooling me. You're not fooling me at all. Into opportunities. Simply put, your ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. I thank you all. Get nervous. Get real nervous. $55 billion to countries inside Africa, to Africa in general, and we just don't ask questions. Is any of that going to Nigeria? It's shooting them, and then we dug a hole on the spot. We buried them there, and then we left. If you ask anyone from Kukawa, they will know what happened. This is just one of hundreds of such incidents. This should be on every news station tonight. This is, this is new. They're killing kids and women. According to the FBI, these are just some of the defendants involved in what they describe as the largest online fraud scheme in the country that had worldwide implications. Victims in Colombia, China, the Caribbean... Germany, Japan, Mexico, the United Arab Emirates, and the United Kingdom. Based in Nigeria, the FBI says this crime ring also was able to hit 1,000 people who live in Los Angeles and bilk them out of $73 million. Huh. Well, that's okay. It looks like a deal compared to us. We uh, are given $55 billion. Three in Africa and U.S. support for free, fair, and credible polls across the continent. You can't get that in a Democrat-run sewer in America, you rat bastard. By the way, Sullivan, ex-CIA. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. From Australia, United Kingdom to America, mortality data is upsetting. Some would call parabolic, depends what your understanding of humanity is. My next guest is an associate professor of medicine at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center and an affiliate of Free Market Institute at Texas Tech University. He's been published in numerous peer reviews. His name is Dr. Gilbert Burdine. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Burdine. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Now, Doctor, I don't like anything that's called warp speed when it has to do with medicine. I particularly don't like when pharmaceutical companies have been were given immunity before they developed a product. So I wouldn't take this thing if there was a $10 million check on the table. However, I do understand people who are not junkies of information or the news. I understand the... Uh, the instinct in America, unfortunately, to believe your government. However, what is the uh, the effectiveness of the vaccine? What is the actual data? Um, well, the the vaccine is not as effective as they claim. It's also not as safe as they claim. Um, uh, and the, uh, the effectiveness of the vaccine has been declining over time. Uh, We've seen that with each new variant, the effectiveness of the vaccine has decreased. And there are some people who argue that uh, the vaccine actually has negative efficacy at this point in time uh, with people who who are getting boosters actually becoming more susceptible to new cases than uh, unvaccinated. But that's that's controversial. And that well, it, it actually started. The concern started a couple of years ago from the do, the doctor who uh, the the patent held the patent for the spike protein. He was the first to say he didn't like what he saw. When asked, uh, I have a clip of of the the Pfizer doctor who heads up Pfizer said that uh, he was shocked that they said this vaccine would be the way to go. Yet here we are being told by our government, by uh, arguably the most notable doctor in our government to just keep taking boosters and boosters i i was very aware of the barrington declaration and the way in which doctors were silenced should that have been maybe a tip-off that it's not working well it was a tip-off that there was a, a great deal of disagreement uh particularly about lockdowns the economic lockdowns um the vaccine has also been controversial. As you said, warp speed, uh, usually it takes 10 years or more to develop these vaccines to do proper safety trials. And this, uh, this was done in a much shorter time. Um, but the real worrisome information about the vaccine uh, started coming from the life insurance industry of all places because the life insurance industry was finding uh, a 
an unexpected um, uh, much higher increase in mortality, particularly among younger people, at a time when COVID uh, cases and deaths were declining. So this was a very serious uh, red flag, and we've seen similar warnings from disability figures uh, and other uh, other sources of government data. Dr. Burdine, how long have you been uh, practicing? 40 years. Have you ever um, heard of, of, of an American, the American government taking a position to censor any kind of questioning by actual scientists and doctors? Is this something that took you by surprise, the way in which I was awestruck by it? Oh yes, this is this has been very discouraging. Um, I'm ashamed to say that the medical profession has behaved disgracefully during the last three years. Um, they, uh, particularly the uh, organizations uh, involved with credentialing, um, the AMA and uh, American Board of Internal Medicine, have been. Uh, censoring dissenting opinions rather than um, welcoming open discussion on these issues and basically threatening people who did not support the government narrative. I remember watching Milton Friedman complain at that time in the 70s about the AMA and the bastardization of what the the mission was of doctors and at that time it was heart medication if memory serves me correct he warned of a, of a cabal being able to control opinions is there a way now to to unequivocally break the strong the stranglehold that these organizations have on doctors after all I, I i believe doctors i'm old enough to remember when they cared about the people and they wanted to do no harm and they would have defended their patients. We, you and, and others I've had on my show that believe in that still. Is there a way to get it back after this atrocity that is this particular uh, time in going, our history? It, it's going to be very difficult um, because of the way that health care is being paid for. Uh, the, the big problem with uh, third-party payers such as Medicare uh, is they have such enormous economic power uh, to control everything in healthcare. Uh, it's 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 a monopoly. It's essentially a monopoly for adult healthcare. And um, basically, what Medicare says is is going to be adopted, irrespective of of the merit. Um, so, in, in prior to Medicare in the 1960s. Uh, physicians served their patients. That's how they got paid. Um, and, and you do, in a, in a market system, you serve the person who pays you. So if you are being paid by the patient, you have to make patients happy. But when you're paid by Medicare, you have to make Medicare happy. And, uh, I've, I'm seeing and I'm seeing in my organization at the university, uh, Medicare uh, comes out with directives, and you have to, you have to follow along. Um, if you don't, you'll you'll basically be bankrupt. So, uh, Medicare is 
uh, has enormous economic uh, stranglehold over uh, what's happening in, in healthcare. So they're directing healthcare, and it's it's going to be very difficult uh, to break the stranglehold. I, I won't say it can't be done, um, it, but it it's going to be very difficult. But if you look at the, you know, I like to follow the money, right? And if you look at the timeline of this entire circumstance, you have Pfizer opens up the Wuhan Research Lab in 2009. Pfizer, its own research lab. You have all of the scandal that has happened from 2009 till present day with various grants given by NIH and, and, and the other thing, the resources that, that have happened. You have this system where we are learning that our government officials have a revolving door to Big Pharma. And you see the contributions and royalties by government bureaucrats who sometimes work for the government, sometimes work for Big Pharma. When you follow the money, COVID was the greatest thing to ever happen to two entities, the way I see it, government and pharmaceutical companies. Have I missed something here? No, you uh, you have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Uh, the revolving door has been going on for a long time. And this is something that economists call uh, regulatory capture by the regulated. So uh, the government enlists experts uh, to fill these bureaucratic positions and fill these committees, and they recruit people from the industries that are being regulated. So basically, the uh, in the case of the FDA, you have... Uh, former executives of pharmaceutical companies uh, serve on the committees that regulate the pharmaceutical companies. Um, and this has driven things in, in a direction. Healthcare is no longer about improving health. Healthcare is about uh, ensuring that people are sick all the time uh, because that's how you make money. You make money by having people go to a hospital, leave the hospital, and come back to the hospital. And that's where all the money is. That's where all the incentives are. Uh, there's very little incentive for preventative care, um, uh, nutrition, things like that, uh, to try to make uh, the incidence of disease uh, lower. It, um, uh, the interest of the pharmaceutical companies is for disease to continue and in some cases increase over time. You know, I'm, I, I love history. I absolutely love it. And when you look, you go through history, you go to Galileo, you go to, to, to some of the standouts in history. They all live to be 80, 78, 84, Edison, the rest of it. And yet we hear we've made such progress. The reality is, if they wouldn't have cooked the average death years by including criminals and people who were shot in wars and whatnot, have we made such phenomenal advancements in science if you strip out some of the statistical skullduggery that we're used to? Well, some things we're doing better. Um, uh, I think uh, antibiotics uh, have have been a, a very good thing, and have contributed a lot to um, the the well being of of developed countries. But much of the improvement in life expectancy has nothing to do with medicine. It has to do with food quality. It has to do with um, 
not living in confined spaces, so uh, more square feet uh, per person in the household. Uh, so going from multifamily dwellings to single-family dwellings, uh, decreased crowding, these have all had much bigger impacts on communicable disease and longevity than, uh, than medicine. Now, you know, medicine has done good things, and I hope medicine will continue to do things, yeah. but uh, um, it, th- there are a lot of factors other than medicine uh, responsible for uh, life expectancy. As you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering DDT, and I'm remembering my uncles in World War II who their lives were saved because of DDT, malaria, and the rest of it. And I remember when, the, uh, when Congress, I can't remember the guy's name who invented DDT, when he ate the spoon of it, and he said, this is as healthy. And then you realize there's far more money in not solving these issues. And when you revisit what happened during COVID and all of the medicines and the, and the treatments that were there, whether it be ivermectin or the rest of it, and I'm probably butchering how you say that. Uh, and when you realize that for the first time in my life, doctors were not treating people with things that they told you to do when you had the regular flu, it started to look like a money hustle. Would you categorize the response to COVID as a money hustle? Well, um, there's a, there's an element of truth in that. I think uh, I think the motives of healthcare workers are primarily to help people, but uh, the government certainly did not help things when they gave financial incentives uh, for people to be. Uh, uh, diagnosed with COVID uh, for hospitalizations to include a diagnosis of COVID and for deaths to be categorized as caused by COVID. When you give people a financial incentive to do things, they're going to do as much of it as they can or get away with. And, and so this uh, this leads to an exaggeration of, of, of what's going on. Um, and, and I think that played a very unfortunate role in, in how all this played out. But I think, I think the people on the front lines, the, uh, the nurses in particular, the, uh, the doctors working in ERs, I think they genuinely wanted, uh, to help people. Um, uh, I think unfortunately, uh, a lot of the providers were hamstrung by uh, the FDA and the CDC uh, squelching uh, dissenting opinion on how things should be done. Uh, they, with a problem that was this big coming uh, both out of the blue, they should have welcomed people trying all sorts of things. And then you just see what works. And uh, instead, uh, you saw uh, things like ivermectin was, uh, ivermectin was trashed by the official narrative even before uh, it was tried. Um, and instead, uh, promoting uh, new drugs that were on patent that could generate a lot of revenue. So uh, I, I think... Uh, there's been a lot of very bad behavior, but um, the frontline workers, I think, by and large, were doing the best they could. I'm fascinated with your knowledge and your history. Forty 
years. You're associate professor of medicine at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. When you hear politicians, when you hear people say the science is settled, does that just make your skin crawl? Well, yeah, that's a contradiction in terms. Science is never settled. Uh, Any scientific theory is only one experiment away from being disproved. When you see the actual data and the people that are dying, COVID is deadly, there's no question about it. But yet you see the, the, the data of young people, and now you see the government tell people to have their children vaccinated. With your history and with your thought processes, would you tell your grandson, who is nine, to get vaccinated? Uh, uh, no, I don't have grandchildren, but um, if I did, I, no, I would not be. <laughs> I would not be recommending that. Um, I, I did not recommend my son uh, or my daughter. Uh, they did it. Um, they made their own minds up and they got vaccinated. But I did not re- recommend it. I told them to be careful. That there was a lot that they were not being told. And, um, it, it, you know, the data, uh, again, unfortunately, the CDC is, is withholding data. They have, they have fairly definitive data on mortality rates, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated in this country, and they won't disclose it. Now, the United Kingdom did disclose it. Um, and for the younger populations, for people under 40, there is a net harm uh, for being vaccinated uh, over the period of time from January 2021 to March 2022. If you were vaccinated, you had a higher mortality rate uh, than if you were unvaccinated. Um, for the oldest age groups, uh, say 90 and over, uh, there was a net benefit, but it's modest. Uh, and for people under the age of 60, it's a very small difference. I know you are a contributor to the Mises Daily Wire and the American Institute of Economic Research. Is there anywhere else that my audience can go to see some of your writings? Uh, Those are two good places. Um, uh, Lou Rockwell's site has stuff, although they're a little bit um, I think more extreme. Uh, I think Mises dot uh, org is very careful about what they publish. Um, uh, same with A I E R. I think they're a little bit more careful. Um, uh, Lou Rockwell. If 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 you want to find the the ex- extreme position, if you want to find stuff that's really new. Um, you know, Lou Rockwell will have it. Now, I don't agree with everything they say, but they definitely have dissenting opinion. That's beautiful. That's the beautiful thing about scientists. They're not supposed to agree with everything. They're supposed to argue about everything. And I have to tell you, doctor, I have not myself had a doctor since Dr. Nagel, who used to make house call visits when my mother would call him and I was sick. He would come to my house in a Chrysler New Yorker and a black bag, and my mother would give him $10, $15, or $20. He would ask her what she had in her purse. In the meantime, when I'm asked who my doctor is, I am going to put Dr. Gilbert Burdine. Thank you so much for coming on. I love your perspective, and uh, I like that you have the courage to write it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'd spend 10,000 hours, 10,000 more. That's what it takes to learn that sweetheart of yours. And I might Is that supposed to be country music, man? I don't know. I like what country music was mean. I don't like this new wave country music. You know what else I don't like? I don't like taglines. See, these political whores get in positions because they're con artists. That's the good thing about having Joe Biden where he is. Aside from having the face of just wretchedness as the preacher from Poltergeist, he only has a couple of catchphrases. Standing behind me are dozens of plaintiffs up there. Don't jump. You fracking moron. (laughs) What is key? There's no way he took the vaccine. Be dead a long time. Jim in South Elgin. Hey, how you doing? Good show. Uh, Interesting topic. Uh, When it comes to health care, you know, one of the expenses that are incurred are frivolous lawsuits and the uh, unnecessary testing to avoid lawsuits. In Texas, about 20 years ago, passed... uh, Tort reform where they kept non-economic I'm of two minds of that, though. See, because if I come to your dental shop and you come in all pie-eyed and you drill the wrong tooth, you should pay. So I'm of two minds of that. Because, you know, you, you have a lot of morons now called doctor. We have Dr. Jill. I mean, if virtually anybody could be a doctor. You got the other, uh, you know, the, the, so, so I want the bad ones to be sued into oblivion and poverty. Well, I mean, there are disciplinary bodies that take care of bad medical providers. But the thing is, the the frivolous lawsuits were driving up the cost of health care. Yeah, but who gets to draw that line? Because if you come in pie-eyed, you you drill the wrong tooth. I like driving your boat root canal instead of you driving it. So I want to put you in the poorhouse. The situation is, though, Sean, is is these frivolous lawsuits add a lot of unnecessary costs to the Yeah, but you keep talking about that. I'm talking about the, the, the scumbag doctors. And what no, Dr. The, Fauci showed me is that there are scumbag line rat doctors. Well, I agree with you there, but see, he wasn't treating patients. No, I mean, there's not. a lot of OBGYNs that don't practice in Illinois because of no, I know. mail so much. So that, yeah, it's that's, a, it, but that, that's because they make the good doctors pay for the bad, right? That's the that well, that has to do with me as a corrupt insurance system. See, doctors should pay on their record and on their intelligence. This way, we can figure out that not everybody who's smart should be a doctor. Right now, you can't figure that out. In fact, you know what you call a D student who uh, who passed the board? Doctor. Don't call him doctor. <laughs> See, well, I want to end that system. So I'm not looking to save the, the drunks and the drug addicts, because after all, there are some Democrat doctors, too. Thank you very much, Jim. Let's talk to a Democrat doctor. You heard from a good scientist. Forty years he's been a scientist. That's a doctor. Here's one you wouldn't let stick his finger in your dog's ass, even if you don't like your dog. Here we are going into the third year of it, and we are still mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic with the numbers that you just showed. Why don't you crawl off and retire under the rock? Hopefully they'll bury you under one day, you rat bastard. I want to know how much money you were paid by Pfizer after they opened the research and development lab in Wuhan. I want to know about the money you gave EcoHealth Alliance. I want to know it all. I want to read the emails, you crooked bastard. You're no doctor. And what's with the Botox in your face, Sally? Dave in Libertyville. 
Hey, Sean, you know, I hear these, all these loans that the Ukraine and uh, Africa are getting for their No, these elections. aren't loans. These are just money. I wish they had the yeah, word loan on I, it. Yeah, but I, I thought I heard that they were, we're lending them money for no, We're giving. No lend, give. We gave oh, fifty okay. million for election. We're giving fifty-five billion over the course of three years, and nobody can tell me why. And I want to know: Is Nigeria, who's killing their kids, are they getting it? I mean, I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna get answers from a party that ran on the scum mother's ability to kill her kid and not be charged with a murder. I don't know, Dave. These are interesting times. But let's see some more uh, Illinois. Let's bring it down a little bit locally to a state that was so fracking stupid, they hired a governor who was on 17 hours of FBI tape with a scumbag named Rod Blagojevich, who if he didn't marry Dick Mel's daughter, you wouldn't know his name. He'd be selling insurance at O'Hare. Union workers are angry this morning after learning that they're losing their jobs at an Illinois Jeep plant. Uh, the parent company, Stellantis, says it's because of the rising cost of electric vehicle production. Kelsey Kern- Wait a minute, though. Didn't they hear... CPI is only up 7.1%. Stein is live outside that plant in Belvedere, Illinois for us. Kelsey? Hey, Adrian. Yeah, this is really a tough day and a tough weekend for these auto workers, manufacturing workers right here in Belvedere, Illinois. The only thing that would make this story great is if every one of these mopes voted for J.B. Pritzker. Boy, oh boy, I can dream. I can dream. Boy, at the Stellantis factory, Um, their work now being moved to Mexico. How's that for irony? And at the same time... And you can see there are still hundreds of people behind me waiting to be processed by Border Patrol. Some people even lighting fires to try and stay warm. George, I can tell you, I've been reporting in this exact spot in Ciudad Juarez for years now on migration. I have never seen anything quite like this. I hope the Jeep plant is in Juarez. Didn't they hear about the new plant going up? Buy your car from, buy your car from the UAW. How much did the Mexican worker get paid to make the car? I know. Do you know, Squirrel? $3 an hour. The automaker behind several iconic American brands, including Jeep, Chrysler, and Dodge, announcing it will halt production oh, at jumps. a Jeep manufacturing plant. Solantis sharing Friday. The move will leave more than 1,300 workers at the Belvedere plant laid off. The Amsterdam-based automaker is... Rep- Why do you think they didn't announce, say, six weeks before J.B. Pritzker's election? Why do you think that is, Squirrel? Because the UAW hid that information, bribed the workers, extorted the workers to vote Democrat. Right after they got their big win, look what happened to the workers. It could be worse. You could be a kid in Nigeria. Reportedly moving production to Mexico. In a statement, Stellantis says, quote, Our industry has been adversely affected by a multitude of factors like the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and the global microchip shortage. But the- How much did Jeep get from the baby? How much stimulus, how much money did we throw down the hole that is the UAW, Labor Extortion Mafia? Vote Democrat, you'll love it. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. AM560, The Answer. Oh, I love this song, Squirrel. Much better time, much better time. Gobert's Farm in 
Pingree Grove, Annette Kalavec at Ketley Realtors, Unistaff Jobs. I wonder if that's my friend Raymond. He's vertically challenged. Mathnasium, the Math Learning Center, Arlington Heights Heating and Cooling, Jeff Tischler, author of High Tech versus the Highest Tech, Gatto, Industrial Platers, Chris Jacobs with Century 21, Inverness, just to name a few people who took advantage of the business benefactor. And, by the way, they not only get 41-minute commercials, they fed 65 kids for a year. That's pretty good to me. Pretty good to me. In the meantime, we had on a CIA operative, and I referred to Frank Snepp. There's a reason I think this is something that should be played. I don't know if it's ever been played in the last 15, maybe 25 years. You briefed the press, did you not, when you were there? Well, I had several jobs. One of my jobs was that of analyst. Uh, I also was an interrogator and indeed briefed the press when we, the CIA, wanted to um, circulate disinformation on a particular issue. Disinformation is not necessarily, uh, not necessarily a lie. It may be a half-truth. And uh, we would pick out a journalist. I would go do the briefing and uh, hope that he would put the information in print. That became Operation Mockingbird. Now, Silicon Valley, the oligarchs that control social media, employ CIA agents and FBI agents. Can you imagine? I guess that's how you end up giving $55 billion to Africa and nobody points out what's going on in Nigeria, let alone the Horn of Africa. And you can't get the exact amount of troops we have from around, the world, around our country. How many National Guard have been sent to Somalia, have been sent to fight in hell holes where we give $50 million for elections? Huh. For instance, if we wanted to get uh, across to the American public that the North Vietnamese were building up their force structure in South Vietnam. I would go to a journalist and advise him that in the past uh, six months, X number of North Vietnamese forces had come down the Ho Chi Minh Trail system through southern Laos. Now, there is no way a journalist can check that information. So either he goes with the information or he doesn't, and ordinarily or usually, the journalists would go with it because it was it looked like some kind of exclusive and um, I would say our percentage of planning that kind of data was uh, 70 to 80 percent 58,000 American boys murdered in Vietnam how many tens of thousands injured Josh Hawley is on the floor of the Senate trying to make what happened, the atrocity in Afghanistan, means something to an American people that are too stupid to understand how for 20 years we blew $9 trillion and lost 5,000, 8,000, 10,000 lives and how many other thousands injured. Joe Biden gets to joke around at the White House, don't jump, as the national suicide rate skyrockets. Deaths of his failure in an open border skyrocket. Crime syndicates and cartels take over once great cities. And the government rushes to protect perpetrators in Democrat sewers. And they try to hide and cover up their donors, whether it's Sam Bankman Freed, 
probably going to commit suicide by the weekend. Or it's Nigerian warlords who somehow managed to get kickbacks to the name of 55 The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years, a White House official has said. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was speaking ahead of a U.S.-Africa... By the way, we hit our debt ceiling Friday. Do we have $55 billion? Of course not. More economic terrorism. Now we just got Africa in on the game. I'll be back in 21 hours to expose this rat bastard mafia calling itself the government. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.